screwed up comics. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning in to episode number six of Screwed Up Comics. Uh, today, we're going to switch uh, the episode type up a little bit. Uh, the first five episodes have been, um, you know, very topical, just kind of picking themes and, and, and giving, uh, you know, commentary on it. Uh, today, we're going to get into a little bit more uh, of a focused discussion. Uh, I'd like to do something today, you know you know you know creator spotlight and uh i chose grant morrison uh for the first go around with this episode type um you know grant morrison's catalog is is far vaster than what will be covered on this episode um he has a, an extensive dc catalog that i i just I'm not familiar with, um, you know, from his New 52 to his Green Lantern and, and his Flash that he did with Mark Miller. You know, he's got he's got a ton of DC stuff that I'm just not uh, too familiar with. But I, I do have a lot of other things, probably over 100 issues of, of Grant Morrison DC stuff that I have read. Just not uh, everything. Because, like I said, the, the catalog is is vast. So, <clears throat> today I'd like to kind of, I'd like to get into what of Grant Morrison's that I've read. Uh, what of it that I, you know, that I really like of that stuff. And give you a, a sneak peek. It's all of it uh, that I've read so far. Um, you know, there's going to be some independent some Marvel and some DC covered on this uh, uh, spotlight of, of Grant Morrison and, and just in general, just some of the, the fun things that I've heard about the guy. So uh, that said, we will now start getting into the episode. So <clears throat> my first interaction with any of Grant Morrison's work was New X-Men uh, as it was coming out uh, originally. Uh, it was it was a it was one of the books that I was collecting as a kid, uh, month to month, uh, as it was being released. Um, it was, it, you know, it blew my mind. It was, it was, it was my main introduction into the X Men universe. Um, at that time, you know, I, I had read things like Weapon X and Inferno, but you know, just didn't understand them. You know, a lot of the, a lot of it went over my head, and then New X Men came along and. And it really just struck a chord with me, and I really enjoyed it. Um, unfortunately, that was one of the titles that was it was ongoing when I stopped collecting comics, and it was something that I had to uh, restart and finish. Uh, you know, when I got back into stuff, and it was as I said in one of the earlier episodes, it's it, it's one of the greatest runs of anything ever. You know, just the, the Magneto Zorn twist. 
that Marvel editorial just begged him not to do just because, you know, Zorn was such a, a fan favorite of a character and in general was, was such a great concept of a character. Um, you know, that twist was groundbreaking. It, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing. Uh, it, it, it was, it was Magneto at his most evil. It was, uh, it was the X-Men at their most vulnerable. <clears throat> I mean, it was a real, real great story. It was a great twist. And uh, the book, that, that title really went, it didn't fall off from that. You know what I mean? That, that That's a major climax moment. And, and the book never dipped after that. I mean, it, you know, what he did leading into Astonishing X-Men by Whedon, I mean, every issue after that major twist was was fantastic. And and as, as those of you know that that, that listen to the show or uh, follow my my Instagram, you know that uh, Phantom X is one of my you know just all time favorite comic book characters, and, and that and that creation alone is so Grant Morrison. It's just he's got three brains, and one of them turns into like a spaceship that he can ride around in, and he's got you know uh what, what misdirection power so it's a little bit like you know domino um in black cat but you know instead of uh altering chance and probability uh phantom x is uh you know similar mutant abilities misdirection so you know, his enemies will be looking at something that isn't actually there. And it takes them however much time to realize that. And by that time, you know, Phantom X is dipped out or, you know, he's done what he's needed to do at that point. And I mean, in general, it's just such a it's such a Grant Morrison concoction. And uh, <laughs> I, if I had to guess, I would I would I would bet that Phantom X is is grant morrison's comic book depiction of himself <clears throat> so when i first started getting into podcast uh you know i started with some of the major comic book podcasts started with some of the major comedy podcasts and and, and just kind of found different things to listen to from there i can't remember what show i was listening to but there was a grant morrison interview and the audio in terms of him it was it was like he was skyping in or something it didn't sound too great and on top of that he's like got a as everybody knows a, an extremely deep like scottish or irish accent i think it's scottish it's extremely deep deep accent and and he talks very fast and he talks a lot of nonsense because he's crazy and when i say he's crazy <laughs> i was listening to this interview and he was talking about being in the mountains of Tibet and how like aliens visited him and gave him these like visions that he then used to, you know, do stories in, 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 in his different runs. And, and the dude interviewing him was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's that? It's like, when you hear that, you need to, you need to slam the brakes on that entire fucking discussion and be like, what the fuck do you mean some aliens fucking came and met you? The fuck are you talking about? You crazy ass fucking Scottish dude. Some aliens in Tibet came and met you. <clears throat> Ultimately, everybody knows Grant Morrison just does copious amounts of fucking drugs like Alan Moore and just 
and and in his mind i'm sure that aliens came and visited him from somewhere else and gave him visions about this and that but and, and, and again that the most egregious thing about that story isn't that he was telling that story it was the fact that the interviewer just accepted it as truth and just completely was it was nothing he just continued talking as if that was normal as if he has guests every week that talks about being visited by aliens or or some shit in the in the tibet mountains <laughs> graham morrison's fucking crazy all right but he's the he's a you know the best kind of creatives are generally nuts in some kind of way you know and uh he's nuts in the in the funnest way and when i say the funnest way i mean drugs he's not an asshole he's not this or that the dude that that does a bunch of acid lsd and and shrooms and psychedelic that dude's all right he's fine he's good you know what i mean let let the man get let the man get super tossed on on psychedelics and and write great books for us you know what i mean and, and if he wants to say that uh, aliens came and met him uh and you're interviewing him you know just say yeah sure sounds good grant what did they tell you you know but when i started hearing this for the first time i was just blown away by it and and, and eventually came to understand you know you just gotta let crazy geniuses be crazy geniuses uh there's no reason in trying to justify or rationalize their crazy just just let them be you know creative geniuses let them give us things that 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 we're we're gonna love to read so now speaking of things that we love to read let's continue on with some uh grant morrison picks so as i said uh new x-men was my first grant morrison uh reading and it's fantastic uh you know grant <clears throat> grant and frank quietly quietly have such a a genius chemistry together man it really feels like those guys share a brain when it comes to doing um you know titles and and the best issues of new x-men were obviously the ones that quietly did the interiors on and and you know that that run you know is infamously has horrible art you know just to get that book out on time uh it was a it was a title that that experienced tons of artists on it and and that's just kind of how it is with quietly from what i could tell you know he'll start runs and then he you know he's just i guess either not quick enough to do interiors for extended periods of time and then just starts doing covers so you know uh you know we we've covered new x-men new x-men is fantastic you know the quietly art of new x-men is the best part of that book uh artistically and it's not even close uh i don't know who comes second but it's 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 like it's one of the more distant seconds you can find on a run uh, they also uh obviously collaborated on batman which is a quietly or, uh excuse me a graham morrison run that i read in its entirety uh 
it was, it, it, you know, it really provided a bunch of, uh, you know, backdrop and uh, grimoire for me as a as a, a novice DC person. Reading those, I don't know, however many, over 100 issues, 120 issues maybe, I guess, if I'm estimating. Um, it was, it, it really indoctrinated me in, in a very fun way into in the dc universe and and even after reading it there was so much of it that it was just confusing to me you know where you know after uh uh dark side omega beams uh bruce wayne and, and he's trying to get back you know he's he's traveling through time to try and get back to the present that was so just confusing and and just typical morrison you know l- let's do this thing where there's like multiple timelines happening all at all at once and and in many cases on the on the same page you know you would have your current timeline whatever timeline bruce wayne was stuck in and then whatever the fuck else that you know uh you know you know thomas Paine, you know uh the you know his evil version of his dad you know, these, these were all stories getting told in, in, in unison and, and it wouldn't be Grant Morrison if it wasn't confusing, you know, but it also wouldn't be Grant Morrison if it wasn't so goddamn entertaining. And it was, it was, it was fascinating. I mean, for me as a, as a, as a, as a new DC fan, being able to what I felt, you know, I learned J- about Jason Todd and Red Hood. I learned about Damon Wayne, who is one of my favorite characters. And I learned about Dick Grayson, who is my favorite DC character. I mean, it really gave me a lot of backdrop to a lot of stuff. And uh, that was a great time investment. Uh, I, it, it was a real worthwhile uh, DC time investment for me uh that was one you know when it comes to his dc work that that's pretty much the extent of my uh you know reading with him uh in 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 that publisher uh he's got a ton of stuff especially because you know he was running new 52 so he's doing weekly comics um i'm looking forward to the superman and the authority book you know uh, he quit on the authority book in the new 52. So hopefully, you know, he takes this one seriously. So anyways, we'll get to the next few segments and close out here. So one uh, Grant Morrison work that I really want to bring up is We Three, which is the uh, book about the three uh, animal assassins. It was the uh, cat, the dog and the rabbit. And they were like, uh, they were turned into like cyborg animals, sort of. <clears throat> and, uh, and dispensed out across, you know, the globe to, to take out, uh, you know, to do things uh, on behalf of uh, the evil uh, Western imperialist government. I'll let you guess which one. So... You know, each of the three animals had special abilities uh, unique to them. And it was, it was, you know, as a pet owner, it's one of those things that rips your heart out, you know, by the time you get to the end of it. But it's incredible. 
I mean, it, it's an incredible read. Uh, there is a, a sequence in the book where I believe it is, I think it's upwards of 40 panels on two pages. And it's, it's the three animals basically infiltrating a base and uh, each panel is like a security, like CCTV security camera of the base while these three animals uh, who, who have become aware of their situation and then escaped from their captors, uh, you know, were going back to fuck shit up, you know, to, to the people that ruined what they were as, as simple little loving pets. Um, you know, as you read it the whole time, you know, there's that, that, that CCTV sequence is one of the, is it's, it's one of the, the best sequences I've ever seen ever in, uh, either a big two comic or a independent comic. Uh, at the back, the back matter of we three quietly dis- discusses how, uh, you know, how he, he, he drafted this, these thumbnails, all, all of them, these dozens of them on napkins or something. And I mean, Grant Morrison just, you know, he rips your heart because you know, there's three animals, you know, one of them is going to die. You know, one of them is going to rip your heart out, you know, from dying like the Futurama episode with the dog, you know, you know, it's coming. You just don't know when. And, uh, you know, for, for the remaining two animals, you know, it, it, it does. And, you know, somewhat, uh, happily and and in general we three it's a very quick read but it's something that sticks with you forever i mean it's incredible it's such a fantastic read um grant morrison really just was tugging at the heartstrings on that one um really nailed it quietly's art on it was just unbelievable the way that he depicted the animals and then and, and depicted human emotions on those animals was what also made the book so fantastic and uh you know i wish it was longer but it, it was you know i think it was designed to be a, you know an original graphic novel on ogn so you know we got what we got but it was still just i, I mean for as short as it was, it, it, it'll stick with you. Yeah, especially if you have a dog or a cat or any kind of pet. Um, you know what I mean? You're you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna feel captivated by the uh the story just because um you know the the uh, the way that the, the animals are humanized once they are able to to break away from the uh mental conditioning of of their captors so uh this is uh we'll be closing out this episode as i said grant morrison is somebody that has an extensive uh catalog of work um a lot of that is heavily weighted towards the dc in terms of the big two uh, I, I covered uh, my favorite things of, or my, you know, my, my favorite works of his between DC, 
uh, Marvel and Image that I've had the chance to read thus far. Uh, I I hope to continue to, uh, you know, catch up to a lot of his work and, uh, you know, he just he he's a writer that I really admire. I I think he's got really just fantastic ideas. I think when he really digs in and is really just tripping balls, he he comes up with fantastic uh, character concepts. Um, you know, uh, another Grant Morrison run that I read that that really just that that really stuck with me forever was his JLA. Um, the JLA run is kind of my foundation for DC. It was what I it was the first collected editions of any DC storylines and runs that I ever read. And I read that back in the day as, as 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 a younger, much younger kid, and that was because my brother, again, you know, my brother had the trades, uh, and I was, you know, when he was done with them, he would just leave them laying around, and I I, I would I would have the opportunity to read them, so, you know, his JLA run also was just this major crash course into the DC universe for me, you know, I felt like I was just learning so much about the DC universe by reading that, uh, you know, obviously the big thing about that run was that they took the JLA, which had been using B list, uh, DC universe characters, and then basically reintroducing it as, as the premier title with, you know, Superman, Flash, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Martian Man. I mean, everybody, every, they, they had this A-list roster, um, to rejuvenate that, that title. And, uh, it was fascinating. It was, it, it was such a badass fucking run. And, you know, it was dumb in one way, I'll say, that DC just... There was one issue, if you're reading JLA, you're reading an issue in Superman is Superman, and then in the very next issue, he's like electric blue Superman. And they're just saying, read issues, whatever, of Superman for this. Like, what the fuck? Like, there is no anything? Like, there wasn't even a single caption for why Superman was suddenly, like, electric Superman. You know what I mean? Blue electric Superman. And I read a little bit about that back in the day, but when I was rereading it now, I said, well, what the fuck? You know, I'm not going to go find these fucking issues, digging our old boxes for this crap. Like, why the fuck is he blue? Why? why? Like, he's just all of a sudden blue. Like, literally, it was like, it was like ending panel of one issue into the opening panel of the next issue. He went from traditional Superman into uh electric blue superman and so uh you know that run was fantastic he you know they entered especially that first arc where with the uh you know the alien superheroes from another planet you know that that are there essentially just to to shit on the jla in the tower of babel of course uh i mean mark way's got his hand in that too but you know that, that that's a that's a great way to end it. And I think the the character Prometheus, 
you know that was a really great character at the time I don't, you know he's his character design is dated in the sense that you know he would put cd roms in his brain to learn how to fuck people up and obviously you know that's just not the way anything works now so anyways we'll keep running on this i know i said we were gonna end the episode but shit now i got some other stuff to talk about with graham morrison so continuing on the jla front um it was it was there was a lot there you know there was the new flash so for me i had to then realize okay this was the og flash this was the next flash and then this is now the flash that's in this book uh same with the green lantern uh and then there was the specter which was one of the other green lanterns and and when it went to the specter and how i guess like his body was like a world or a universe and that is just quintessential you know grant morrison going buck wild and crazy with with the concept and and to be fair i I read a lot about the specter but that just seems so fucking over the top uh in my opinion the specter issues or the specter panels and scenes were some of the more hard to understand uh uh stories and 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 scenes in in that in that run um it really it it just you know it was these a-list you know superheroes or dc properties just talking to this fucking I, i don't know this ghost type character who's all of a sudden like a physical land like krakoa it was just and i don't know again i'm not a dc person maybe this is just normal you know i don't know but it especially at that time because like i said that that was my introduction into dc so um it was very weird for me i didn't understand a lot of the time why the specter was being portrayed that way uh Hopefully, you know, I can get through, um, what's that fucking guy's name? I guess Jeff Loeb, who, who, whatever, the guy that had the super extensive Green Lantern run. You know, once I get all his books and then I can get into Grant Morrison's Green Lantern, which I'm sure is just going to be trippy as fuck. Um, but yeah, his, his JLA stuff really, uh, really what and it was it was wild that was that was one of the first things i actually read when i came back to comics it was it was a major thing i i i for some reason just prioritized that so highly thinking you know i need to see and it was because that morrison put the the a-list dc characters in it that made it something that I felt compelled to read as a means to, uh, what would you say? Uh, you know, as a means to kind of catch up, like to cheat and, and catch up on, on the DC universe because I felt like, okay, I, I can read about all these different characters, you know, that, that are all just like, you know, and that's what DC is. It's, 
it's bread and butter is it's you know seven to eight you know major superhero properties uh whereas you know you flip over there to marvel and marvel like triple quadruples that because they're able to do books that are also the villains um so you can have a doctor doom book but eventually you you know nobody's gonna want to see an extended lex luther book or a an extended uh prometheus book you know uh you can keep throwing the joker at at books but that doesn't you know eventually that's gonna get too saturated and it already kind of is and so we're gonna cover the last grant morrison book that i want to touch on in this uh, episode which is all-star superman all-Star Superman was uh, one of the the major Grant Morrison things that I've read. I think it's the last thing being covered in this episode uh, that I read by Morrison. Um, those 12 issues are just unbelievable. I mean, a lot of people say it's their best, their favorite Superman story. And sometimes a lot of people say that their favorite something is something. But everybody says their favorite Superman story is All-Star Superman for a fucking reason. And it's because it's fucking incredible. It's... I mean, the whole concept behind what's happening with Superman, Kal-El, John, you know, uh, Clark Kent. And then they, they bring in lex luther to be you know one thing i don't like about it was like lex luther is like some physical badass but you know he's really not but anyway so but still his character was portrayed fantastic and his intentions and his motives were 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 conveyed fantastically it was just the physical aspect of it that i was just like really this whole bald penis head motherfucker like come on now but Anyways, those 12 issues, All-Star Superman, All-Star Superman, best Superman story ever. Uh, I don't care if that's a, a, a modern take. Uh, fucking, fucking give me a better Superman story than that one. If, if what I'm saying is bullshit, give me a better one. Uh, and I think you, I, I, I don't think you, you would have an answer for me if it was a Superman only title. Because All Star Superman is fantastic, and the only thing about it that 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 isn't, I guess, for a purist, is that it's it, it's based in in you know and all you know it, it's not it's not canon. It, it's just, it's just twelve standalone things outside of continuity, <clears throat> and, and, and of course it is. You can't have Superman die again. Uh, so all-star superman is just so fantastic in continuity out of continuity doesn't matter it, it's truly truly not just man i think that might not even just be my favorite superman story i think that might just that might be like a top three at worst at worst that'll be a top three storyline in in dc for me um that's including 
Watchmen. That's including Grant Morrison's Batman. That fucking all-star Superman run is amazing. It, it, it just, it, there's no way that you can give it enough accolades. Um, you know, um, stuff like that just makes me so excited to, to eventually catch up to his, his vast DC catalog. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm real happy and uh, content with where I'm at in terms of uh, how much of his work I've uh, managed to get through and uh, enjoy. Uh, there's never been a Grant Morrison thing that I've read that I disliked. So, you know, there's that. Um, I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing that trend and uh, and uh, expanding my catalog and uh, inventory uh, of things uh, written by him uh, to, to enjoy, which is, you know, why I pre-ordered the entire Superman and the Authority series. You know, he quit on the Authority during New 52, but now I, I have a lot of faith that, that this storyline is going to be good and and so I'm pre-ordering all, all four issues of this and, and, and hoping that, uh, you know, um, you know, the, the, the standalone Midnighter series and, and then this this Superman and Authority series, you know, I kind of hope that this th- this brings that IP back into the spotlight. And and if it needs to be, uh, you know, DC Black labeled and so be it, but just, you know, just get it back in, in into continuity with DC. Okay, well, uh, that is the end of this episode, uh, for real this time. I appreciate everybody for listening thus far. Uh, if you have feedback on this kind of episode type, definitely please drop that at me. Uh, hit that five star rating. Hit that that five star uh, comment review. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying um, what we're doing so far uh, between the topical episodes and then now you know venturing into um, more focused discussions. Uh, I hope this has uh, been been an enjoyable listen, and uh, we'll continue expanding, uh, the, you know, the menu, so to speak, on what what we'll be talking about on this show. So, uh, I appreciate everybody listening. Uh, we'll be back soon with another episode. Uh, it'll either be topical or it'll be another focus discussion like this. Uh, we'll just, you know, we'll see what's we'll see what's cooking that day so anyways appreciate everybody's time thanks so much have a great weekend be safe out there everybody wear your mask get your vaccines and uh thanks for listening to screwed up comics podcast screwed up comics